0: Let's pray, good and gracious God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, illuminate in our hearts and minds this day the reading and hearing of your word, and may we hear it with joy, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our reading this morning comes to us from the prophet Jeremiah. I'll be reading from the 29th chapter, the first seven verses. Feel free to follow along in your Pew Bibles. It'll be found on page 687. Hear now God's word to us this day. These are the words of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the remaining elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jeconiah and the queen mother, the court officials, the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the artisans, and the smiths had departed from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by the hand of Elisha, son of Shaphan, and Gamariah, son of Hilkiah, who King Zedekiah of Judah sent sent to Babylon and to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. It said, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find welfare. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sean Brock is a James Beard award-winning chef formerly at two popular Charleston, South Carolina restaurants, McCrady's and Husk. Brock is known for originating the New South trend that is sweeping not only the South, but the country's restaurant scene. A native of the Virginia mountains, Brock calls upon his ancestry, particularly the coal mining cuisine of his childhood, to inform his dishes. Interested in the roots of the food he cooks, And going far beyond ensuring that his food is locally and sustainably sourced, Brock dedicates his life and work to finding the original seeds, the first fruits that have shaped the culinary history of the South. He procures heirloom and endangered seeds and cultivates them on his farm in the South Carolina Lowcountry. He breeds pigs and cows that carry lineage to ancestors that he may have consumed in his Virginia childhood. Brock collaborates with other chefs who have similar goals to promote the idea that humanity should expect food that is not just delicious and filling, but is also connected to the people and places we have come from. When you see Sean Brock, you notice two things. First, you notice his tattoos, for there are many, but you also notice the telling bags under his eyes. Sean Brock is a very tired person. Now, this may be understandable considering the breadth and success of his life's work, but it also clues us in to the shadow side of purposeful living, success And the ways in which we expect ourselves to be and to do in our life and in our work. The reality is this I am tired. I do not tell you this to get a pass on today's sermon, and obviously not to avoid reading the list of ancient names in today's passage from Jeremiah, but tiredness seems to be a fact of life these days. I get up early, I go to bed late. My days are filled with life-giving and important meetings and conversations. I attempt to keep up with my hobbies and fit in all my TV shows and podcasts. I try poorly to not let my gym membership go to waste. And I really try to show more love to my wife and play more with my dog. My life and my ministry are filled with deep joy, and I am immensely privileged and yet I'm tired. The news tires me. Consumerism tires me. Traffic, particularly slow drivers in the left lane, tires me. Our seeming inability to have real and honest conversation with one another tires me. The stress on our youths and our young adults' faces tires me. My own drive for success and faithful ministry tires me. The unconscious ways humanity pushes the other to the sidelines tires me. The expectations we place on ourselves and one another tires me. We are a tired people. The bags under our collective eyes are deep and they tell the story of our society. So what is at the root of this tiredness? The psychiatrist, Carlos Rueda, said in a 2017 article entitled Everybody is Exhausted, we're living in a very complex society and this causes all kinds of problems. We are dealing with perceived threats from everywhere, economic uncertainty, and people are constantly receiving stimuli from their computers and their phones. And this is creating constant stress that disrupts sleep and disrupts our circadian rhythm. In this precarious moment of history, it seems that we are judged not by the content of our character, but by the content of our calendar. We whiz through our days from meetings to coffees to important decisions that were asked for yesterday, to conference calls, to lunches on the go, to another meeting all afternoon, then drop-offs at soccer practice, then dinner in the car, and then, finally, bed. And six hours later, it all starts over again, The truth is, and at least for me and I suspect for some of you, is that the life I just described is really intoxicating. I feel needed when my calendar is full and my car is constantly in use. I feel wanted by my work colleagues, my family, and loved ones when my phone buzzes all day and all night. It feels good to be busy. It satiates the deep need in our soul that we are doing something. That deep need to be doing to create what the 15th century philosopher Gottfried Leibniz called the best of all possible worlds is often described in our modern parlance as expectation. We expect one another to be so busy, so overstimulated, and so overworked. And we are willing to go to the furthest ends of our physical and emotional rope for the sake of fulfilling what we perceive that we are expected to do. Jeremiah offers the Hebrews and us another path. A path that is not filled with enormous expectations, a full calendar, an empty gas tank, and utter exhaustion. Jeremiah nudges the Hebrews in Babylon to break down the expectations placed upon them and find peace. Build your house, plant your garden, create a family. But beyond all of this, seek the welfare of the city. Interestingly, the Hebrew word for welfare is shalom, which also means peace. Seek the peace of the city. The most striking part of our passage this morning is that Jeremiah is writing to his Hebrew siblings who have been made slaves of the Babylonian Empire. These displaced and subjugated people are forced into a culture that is not their own. They are given a place that is not their own and they have no agency to make their lives, their relations, their own. This gives us another clue in Jeremiah's nudge to the Hebrews. Not only should we seek peace, that overcomes expectation. But doing this is also an act of liberation. Jeremiah tells his siblings to seek the welfare, to seek the peace, to seek the liberation of a place that literally owns them. So Jeremiah is telling the Hebrews and us that liberation from the oppressors of this world, both temporal and literal or physical, those intangible but ever-present expectations, it creates peace. So what are we supposed to do with this? We're privileged in so many ways. What do we glean from a passage that was seemingly written about us, but not for us? How do we unravel expectations that create peace? And how do we create peace for ourselves and understand this seemingly personal thing as transformative for the city? Now, it goes without saying that the evils our culture have created, they have perpetuated other people's pain. And we are called to break down our expectations and work primarily for peace, which assist God in God's ongoing act of dismantling the oppression of the world, the welfare of the city, the peace of the city, the liberation of the city. It starts with our welfare and our peace and our liberation. Expectation is a dangerous word in our world. I'm lucky that I get to spend a lot of time with young people from sixth grade through young adulthood. It seems to me that our young people are expected to do and be exceedingly more. And the church has an obligation, I believe, to hear the deep stress of our world and act upon it. I hear their frustrations, their joys and concerns, their longings for summer, their anxieties about upcoming tests, college applications and job applications, the expectation to be the best student, a star athlete, a top producer, a prodigious musician, a faithful youth ministry participant, an engaged church member, a loving sibling and family member, all while maintaining an active social life, eating healthily, and sleeping eight hours every night." It is easy to lay this sense of expectation on the feet of parents or schools or other outside forces that cause young people to stay up all night studying, worry themselves into the fetal position over the future, and cause other anxiety-derived disorders to develop and consume their waking hours. But remember what Jeremiah reminds the Hebrews in Babylon. To overcome expectation is to create peace. Jeremiah is inviting the Hebrews and inviting us to reconsider our orientation to life. We must reconsider how success is measured for the sake of ourselves, our community, and our world. This is the beginning of truly seeking the welfare of the city and to liberate ourselves from the expectation the world places upon us. Our world of which each one of us are a part has created this monstrosity of a culture called expectation. We place it on one another and we cannot stop it. This sense of expectation leads to interpersonal conflict, generational strife, familial fights, and political posturing. It manifests itself in all the isms of our day. And yet Jeremiah invites us, as God has done throughout history, to consider a different way to consider a way of peace. Peace is not a posture. Peace is a choice. We must choose peace. In interviews, Sean Brock uses phrases like honest cooking and food should tell a story to describe how he understands the work he does and its relation to the human experience. Prior to 2017, Brock would finish each night's dinner service with several shots from his prized bourbon collection. As the expectation he placed on himself increased, so did his dependency on alcohol. Eventually, after a long night of drinking, he awoke to a knock on his door. Thinking it was a package, he opened the door to find his three closest friends. A few hours later, he was on a plane to Arizona in an inpatient stay at a rehab center. Through his rehab stay, he learned that not only should his cooking and his ingredients be honest, so should his life. Sean Brock began to embrace his liberation after he unraveled expectation and was flung into peace. Instead of searching for Michelin stars, he now searches for other chefs to join him in finding peace. He left his successful restaurants and now freelances on projects that matter to him most. And here in this place, youth ministry has begun a practice on Sunday nights. We now offer opportunities for students to disconnect from the world and connect to the divine through spirituality stations. Our youth spent last Sunday night all over the church communing with one another and with God, away from their cell phones, away from their homework, and away from the expectation the world places upon them. They left feeling renewed, and they left feeling closer to one another so they might go about life more simply, more intentionally, and filled to the brim with joy. Young Adult Ministry does this, too, in the library every other Tuesday. We gather to share life, a meal, and conversation with one another. Our young adults break down their senses of expectation through support, through prayer, and through lots of laughter. And this creates peace. In just a few weeks, we will enter into Advent, the season of, aptly, expectation. Instead of expecting ourselves to do and be everything the world demands of us, we lay all of that aside and prepare the way for a coming Messiah who came to show us the way of peace, who came to unravel the culture of expectation within us by his very life, his very ministry, and even his death on a cross to come and create peace so that we might expect nothing more than the God who came by here, who sojourned among us, who who brought peace to this very place. And may we continually find new ways to turn the expectation